Podcast Answer Man, episode number 273. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is The Podcast Devoted to Podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. That's right, my friends, and that is what this show is all about, helping you to take your show to the next level. And of course, I help you do that by sharing my own experiences over the years and things that I'm coming up with and facing on a day-by-day basis. And I have a wonderful show well-prepared for you in advance today. We're going to have a couple different questions from our Folks out there in the community, uh, Trinity's asking, should she be putting her shows out in MP3 or MP4 format? Uh, then Steve wants to know, what's the cheapest he- gear he can get to get his podcast under- underway? Uh, he's got a budget of $200 or less. Kelsey has a very significant question, and uh, it is, how can I bring in multiple guests into my show via different means and have them all hear each other. And oh, by the way, I want to have the ability for each of them to hear audio clips and all that good stuff. And uh, we're going to talk about that. Also, I've got to mention my next upcoming podcasting A to Z course. Then I'm going to give you a little bit of thought, uh, my thoughts on a new segment that I'm bringing to Podcast Answer Man, which is going to be the business technology update. So all of that and probably more will come up in this episode of Podcast Answer Man. Let's get things underway, however, by starting off with my personal plug of the week. And this week's personal plug of the week goes out to a very significant podcast, and that is the Social Media Marketing Podcast with Michael Stelzner. Now, Michael is with the folks behind the wonderful very popular blog on social media called Social Media Examiner. And last week on August 10th, Michael released his very first episode. I will tell you up front, one of the reasons why I'm promoting it is because I'm very proud to say that I was involved in helping Michael get that thing launched. I helped him pick out the right equipment, how to hook it all up, and then of course worked with him one-on-one on all the details of getting him submitted to all the I all of the different uh, podcasting directories, and of course, also coming up with the production workflow. So it's been a joy and an honor to get to work with him, not to mention the fact that I feel awesome about the idea that he has this massive online audience. We're talking tens of thousands, uh, potentially hundreds of thousands probably, of people who are already following his brand and are very loyal to uh, taking heed to the kind of things that kinds of things that he's sharing in his blog and on his site, but he is also now going to be bringing that to the podcasting world. And for those of us who prefer to listen to audio podcasts about social media trends and how we can apply them to better market our brands, uh, rather if we prefer to listen to that over reading a blog post about those kind of things, now we're going to have that option from Social Media Examiner from Michael Stelzner. And it's going to be included in the social media marketing podcast. But also because this is exciting to me because it is going to expose the world of podcasting uh, to his existing community. Those who are actively trying to market and promote their brands and are very much aware of, you know, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all of Google Plus. They're aware of blogging. They're aware of YouTube and all of these other things but they may not quite understand the value and the additional um, audience that's left out in the cold that you are not yet reaching with your brand if you don't have an audio podcast. And I know that Michael's going uh, forward with promoting the world of podcasting to that audience, and that for me is personally 
Uh, very exciting. And I, I think it should be exciting for all of us who are podcasters because it brings additional exposure to an audience that would have not heard about podcasting yet otherwise. So if you want to check it out, it's a weekly podcast. It, it Episode number one was put out on August 10th. It immediately jumped to number one in the business marketing and management uh, category. And I checked today. It's a, a week later now. And it's still hot. It's still holding in number seven. So it's in the top 10 of all business podcasts, not just the management and marketing category, but in all of business, it's still in the top 10 as I am recording the show here today. If you want to check it out, go over to socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash podcast. Again, socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash podcast and do me a favor if you enjoy the show be sure to tell michael that you heard about him from the podcast answer man all right we are going to turn things over to our questions the first question comes in from trinity trinity take it away hi Chris. this is trinity wilds and i'm calling from fort wayne indiana uh, we have a podcast called fort wayne speaks where we interview locals um doing great things in the area. And one question I have for the podcast Answer Man is whether we should be um, putting our interviews out there as an MP3 or an MP4. When we started this process, we had done a lot of reading on the internet and found a lot of suggestions that we should go with the MP4, but we're finding that um, some of the people that we're wanting to connect with are not able to listen to our interviews online. Um, so we're wondering, I guess, if we should, so we have been doing the MP4, but we're wondering if we should switch over to MP3. So if you would, um, if you could make a suggestion, we'd appreciate it. Thanks. All right, Trinity, thank you so much for the question. And, uh, um, this is a very common mistake that a lot of brand new podcasters make, especially when creating an audio podcast. Uh, there are multiple different formats that you could put your show out there in there. You know, some people tell you that you should always do the Og Vorbis format because it's open and and all these other things. The the fact is is that the standard for audio podcasting, and it's one of the reasons why I love audio podcasting over video podcasting, is that there is a standard. Uh, and that is that standard is MP3. Now, MP3 is an encoder that that is it is a licensed software. It's not an open source project by any stretch of the imagination and for you to be able to encode in an mp3 form file for well to encode to an mp3 file you have to use programs that have been licensed to be able to do that and of course there are a couple different encoders out there there's a project called the lame encoder i'm not a fan of that software at all Uh, And, of course, the one that I think is the best is the Fraunhofer MP3 encoder. And Fraunhofer is is the same encoder that is found in GarageBand, uh, in iTunes. And it is also the same one that's involved in or that is licensed and being used with Adobe Audition. So the Fraunhofer MP3 encoder. But anyway, to answer your question... By far, hands down, my number one recommendation for any audio podcaster is every file that you put out in audio form, my recommendation is MP3, not any other file format at all. And this would include my recommendation against the idea of using this thing called an enhanced audio podcast. And enhanced audio podcasts are basically it's an Apple format that allows you to include images as in certain and actually to break up your file into chapters. And so what this would allow you to do is I could actually be, you know, in a, in this segment right here, I could actually have on your display on your iPod or your iPhone or your iPad, it would display an image right now that says MP3 or M, you know, M4A or MP4 or whatever, you know, what file format. I could actually have an image that that basically had maybe the logo of MP3 or something like that. Then when I go to, you know, the next question from Steve in just a moment, you know, when I'm talking about what gear can I get, 
I could do a, an image of a dollar signs, you know, in a piggy bank or something like that. So you could actually break up your audio recording into chapters, give each chapter its own artwork, and not to mention the fact that there's a way, I believe, that you can make that li- click, uh, clickable links so that folks who are watching that on their iPad or their iPhone, they could click on the image or the link in the image and and then be taken to a certain website. Uh, those are called enhanced podcasts. And the reason why I do not like them is because they're not able to be viewed or listened to on many of the portable MP3 players that are not Apple-related. Now, some players can handle the enhanced podcasts, but here's the situation. You are limiting yourself when you create an enhanced podcast, and most enhanced podcast producers will also produce a non-enhanced MP3-only feed that is the same content but without the artwork and the chaptering. And my my main issue with that is feed confusion. You know, when people will go in and search for your podcast in iTunes, they see, oh, standard MP3 or enhanced podcast. And so what are they going to do? You know, it just if somebody doesn't know the difference between the two, they actually may say, you know what? Well, obviously, I want the enhanced one. And then all of a sudden they go and they download it and they try to play it. It doesn't work. They, it, You just have the potential of getting somebody who's frustrated, didn't work, I can't figure all this stuff out, that podcasting stuff's too confusing, and then they never do subscribe to your show. I don't know if that's really something to be overly concerned about, but it's certainly something you would not have to be concerned about at all as long as you always produce your show as an MP3 audio file. I don't know hardly any players out there today that can't play an MP3 file. And uh, so, yeah, there's my recommendation to you, Trinity, and to everyone else out there. By the way, if you are out there and you're re- you're producing your show and you're making it as available as a WMV Windows Media or no WMA, a Windows Media Audio. Uh, if you're doing M4A, if you're doing WAV files, all of that other stuff, my recommendation for you is to take all of those files, convert them over to MP3, and re-release the content because uh, MP3 is the way you want to go. All right, next up is a question from Steve, and Steve has a question on how to Get the right gear on a tight budget. Hello, Cliff. This is Steve Borgman. I'm calling from Prosper with Asperger's. That's myaspergers.net. And um, I'm, I have a question regarding what is the lowest budget items I can start off with in a podcast. I've seen some podcasts that say you only need like a $10 plug-in microphone um, and then I've seen your opinion that uh, I need to go with, I forgot the name of the handheld recorder, but I think it's priced at $199. And uh, right now, my budget is such that I need 199 and below. So uh, I just wanted to hear your feedback as to what would be the bare bones minimum of the equipment I would need. Uh, I have looked at your equipment page. Uh, but I still feel like I'm not certain what I could use from 199 and under to get started on my very first episode. Thank you very much. I'll look forward to hearing from you. All right, Steve, you actually asked two different questions in your call there. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. But one, you said, I want to get something that that is, you know, I'm at, I have a budget that's 199 or below. But then you also asked, what are the bare bones minimum? And the bare bones minimum is actually free. I do want to share with you, uh, there there are so many options that I can't list them all. I could probably do, you know, 20 episodes, 20 podcast answer man episodes an hour each and not run out of different options for you to go with for $199 or less in investment in your podcast. There's just so many different options. I don't spend a lot of time talking about those options here on Podcast Answer Man because I generally uh, suggest that we start a podcast that sounds amazing 
and and I, I want shows I want to help people take their shows to the next level. But I never want anybody to think that if you go to my equipment page that you have to spend tons of money. In fact, I need to do something really quick. I want to just go to podcastanswerman.com slash equipment because I want to make sure that I still have this phrase at the very beginning of my page. Yes, it says, welcome to my equipment page. I think it is important to let you know that you could start podcasting with free software, which by the way, is a link to some free software. And it says, and as little as $35 spent on an inexpensive USB headset. And if you click that link, this is at podcastanswerman.com slash equipment, by the way. If you click that link, it should take you to my uh, affiliate connection with B&H Photo and Professional Audio. And it will take you to a just a Logitech USB headset. And so go check that out sometime and you'll you'll see that that's there. It says, this is actually how I started back in 2005. Full details can be found in my free Learn How to Podcast tutorial. However, if you want to have a professional sound that puts the audio of your podcast uh, among the top 3% of podcasts out there, then you should consider investing in professional audio equipment. So again, even my website, if you go there today, you'll see uh, that I, I do mention you could start as low as $35. Now, I want to give you six options here Steve, that is going to help you out. First, I want to let everyone know you can start with no equipment. And that is as long as you have access to a telephone. Doesn't have to, it doesn't matter if it's a 1950s rotary dial phone. Actually, wait a second, it does matter. It needs to at least have touch tones. Uh, because if you called into a service called TalkShoe, T A L K S H O E dot com, or you can go to freeconferencecall.com or there's a ton of other services out there that'll allow you to dial in. TalkShoe is the one that I would recommend if you wanted to go this free, super cheap route. Um, but if you, anyway, if you wanted to, you could call in with a telephone to talkshoe.com and talkshoe.com will allow you to, number one, it can be broadcast live. People can come and, and participate live. They have a little chat room going on during the whole thing. Other people could dial in by phone and it will take care of recording the entire telephone conversation for you. Now, it could be just yourself. I know people who got who would actually fire up TalkShoe, dial in by telephone, and they would hit the record button. They would never promote it. You can even make it unlisted so nobody sees it. And you could just record yourself talking through your telephone into their conference calling system and it will record it and make it available for download as an MP3 file. In fact, they'll even host it on their site and they'll even give you an RSS feed. And if you wanted them to, and I recommend that you don't do this, but if you wanted them to, they can actually take their RSS feed and submit it to iTunes for you. I would recommend that you do not do that and that you must go through learnhowtopodcast.com to find out how to set up that RSS feed from TalkShoe uh, through FeedBurner so that you can change that down the road. Uh, again, learnhowtopodcast.com is absolutely free. It is a tutorial that if you're just getting started out, I believe you must go through that. All right, so that's that's with a telephone. And again, any telephone, as long as you, you do need the touch tones to actually be able, be able to dial in your, your ID and your pound sign and all that stuff. But uh, there you go. That's option number one, any telephone. Uh, real quickly, it's gonna, you're gonna be a recorded telephone call. I mean, that that's gonna be the audio quality that you have. And so, it's matter of fact, it'll sound just like Tr- Trinity here. It'll have this audio quality. Hi, Cliff, this is Trinity Wilds, and I'm calling from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Which, I mean, it, it's not terrible. There, matter of fact, there are, there are a lot of podcasts out there, and in fact, I think way too many, unfortunately. Uh, podcasts out there that are recorded telephone calls. And I, I, I personally, I'm an audio snob. I don't like those. I think they give podcasting a bad name. But if you wanted to get back to the question, what's the bare bones minimum? Technically speaking, anything that records your voice. I mean, if you found a way to actually speak into a big cylinder and and it actually puts grooves on an analog record and then you found a way to convert that over via analog patch cables to audacity on your computer, (laughs) 
as long as it's audio and you put it out there, I mean, technically speaking, you can do a lot of ways to get your audio recorded. Option number two, certainly do not even like request or uh, suggesting that this is an option, but it is, and it's called the built-in microphone. Oh my goodness, I said it. Yes, uh, many computers today, a ton of laptops, have built-in microphones that come with them. And um, built-in microphones are not usually the greatest option. Uh, I'm gonna give you an example of um, an audio tutorial that, or audio testimonial that came in recently. Uh, let me see if I can play this without giving away who this is. Hold on one second. You know what, I just realized I can't play that. It, let's just put it this way. Sometimes computers have really bad noise. Um, that, that's all I'll say. Com- computers can have some terrible fans. They can have some terrible buzzing and hissing and popping and, and all kinds of other things. But it could be possible that you have a really clean sounding machine. Not likely, but it could be. And your built-in microphone is not going to sound great. But it's going to be possible. It is possible to create a podcast with a built-in microphone. Now, again, if you... Oh, there is a third option. Now, this one actually is not a terrible option at all. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to demo. I'm going to demo this one for you right here, right now. What I'm doing is I'm pulling up my iPhone. So, if you have happen to have an iPhone or an Android phone or any kind of smartphone that has a really decent microphone on it, many of them do. Um, you can get either free software um, or some kind of audio recording app. And here's one. It's called iTalk. This this is by Griffin, and they have I believe they have a free version. I have I basically paid I think it was a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine or four ninety nine. I can't remember. So for less than five bucks, you can get this. It's iTalk, and I'm gonna hit record, and I'm now going to switch it over to best, and then I'm gonna go. Hey everybody, this is Cliff Ravenscraft and I am doing a test. Right now I am speaking directly into my Heil PR40 microphone and at the same time I'm holding up my iPhone right in front of me as well so that you can hear the audio difference between recording directly into your cell phone that you already may have and the Heil PR40. All right, so I just went ahead and did that. Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pause for just a moment while I transfer this file over to my computer. Alrighty, and with uh, the iTalk application, I was able to just send that right over. I could have sent it to myself via email. There are many other ways I could get it to my computer. I use the Dropbox functionality. Anyway, you just heard what I just recorded uh, via my Heil PR40 microphone, but I wanna go ahead and hit play now and let you hear exactly what I just recorded from my, uh, nothing more than my iPhone. Hey everybody, this is Cliff Ravenscraft and I am doing a test. Right now I am speaking directly into my Heil PR40 microphone and at the same time I'm holding up my iPhone right in front of me as well so that you can hear the audio difference between recording directly into your cell phone that you already may have and the Heil PR40. Well, there you go. And so again, that's under $5 if you happen to have a smartphone already. Uh, If you don't, then certainly there are other options. So we've given you three options now. Option number four is a USB headset. A USB headset. And I'm going to do something for you that I don't like to do very often. (laughs) That's not true. It's not a big deal to me. I am going to go to my archives. And I'm going to play for you the very first ever. And I'm not kidding. The first ever podcast I ever recorded It was in December of 2005, and I was using nothing more than a little headset with, you know, headphones with a little boom, tiny microphone off to the side. It was a Logitech model, I believe. At the time, though, it was not a USB one. Uh, USB was just getting, USB headsets, you know, with the boom mics were just coming out at the time, and and, and I actually used one. It was, uh, it had two plugs at the bottom of it. It had one had a stereo one-eighth inch jack that plugs into the headphone jack and it had a one-eighth inch jack that plugged into the microphone jack. So I didn't even have USB headset at the time. But it was still, it's 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 equivalent to the USB headsets uh, like the Logitech headsets that you can get today for about 35 
you know, anywhere between 25 to 45 bucks, they're all about the same. Let me go ahead and hit play, and you'll hear the very first ever podcast I ever recorded. This is Generally Speaking, a podcast production of Cliff Ravenscraft and Friends. Oh gosh, I sounded horrible. <laughs> and that music, where did I get Hello that? Hello and welcome to the show. This is my very first podcast for Generally Speaking. Uh, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm in Hebron, Kentucky. And I just want to go over with you a couple things uh, to get this thing started. First off, I want to talk to you about the format of the show. Uh, I could not decide whether or not I wanted to do a, another Lost podcast that is uh, 100% all Lost-related items, uh, just like various other shows that I'll mention in just a moment, or if I wanted to do a technology-related po- uh, podcast. Uh, like There you go. So the, anyway, that's what my very first ever podcast episode sounded like. And I was using just a standard little headset. And you could start with, you know, like I said, somewhere between 20, 25 bucks, all the way up to about 45 bucks. And that's going to be fine. Uh, honestly, those are all going to be, you know, relevant all options for somebody who wants bare bones. Now, uh, going to what you said there before, Steve, you said that you have about $199 or less to spend. So it sounds to me like you're at least willing to spend about $200 or so on some equipment. So keeping that in mind, I'm going to give you two options at the $199 level. And these are two options that I would record, would recommend, and I would do it proudly. And I'll explain to you what those options are and why I would recommend them. The first one is a Shure SM58 microphone. It is a dynamic microphone and it is a very decent sounding microphone. It's not quite as good as the high LPR40. Uh, there's a reason why there's a price dim- difference of 200 or so dollars between the two mics, but for you know the price range of about a $99 microphone or $109, depending on where you get it, um, the Shure SM58 is an amazing microphone. And it's an XLR professional grade microphone. And so this is something that if you add more equipment down the road, you will be able to continually use this gear with your new equipment, such as a mixer or what have you. Now, the one thing is, is how am I going to get that into that audio into my computer, right? Well, you could go and get yourself a cheap mixer for about 65 bucks, uh, something like a Behringer 802 mixer, and then some an, an XLR cable, and then of course uh, a CMR two ten cable, uh, which is um, it, it's a specific uh, cable that you would. It's basically two RCA male plugs to one quarter or one eighth inch TRS or a stereo plug that would plug into the line in of your computer system. Now that would actually be cheaper than what I'm about ready to suggest to you, but it's certainly not as easy. And if you want just easy, quick, ready to go, super portable, you can then I recommend what is called the X2U XLR to USB adapter made also by Shure. And in fact, for $199, you can get the combo. So the, for $199 in the package, you get a Shure SM58 microphone and this XLR to USB adapter. And it will basically, you, base, you you plug it in, uh, this adapter into the XLR port on the microphone, and it comes with a, probably a little USB cable to go from the little adapter uh, into your USB port. And that's all you need. It's $199. I do have an affiliate link for this. If you go to, by the way, gspn.tv, it stands for Generally Speaking Production Network. Uh, but if you go to gspn.tv forward slash x to U combo. Again, that's gspn.tv. X is in x-ray. The number two, U is in USB combo. gspn.tv forward slash X2U combo. You'll see that combo for $199. You can get that. And then, of course, you could use free Audacity software to record your audio. Option number six is, and you've already mentioned it, you've heard me talk about it, the Roland R-05 recorder. It is $199. Uh, 
uh, usually right around that price, at least as of today, Thursday, August 16th, 2012. And you can get that at gspn.tv forward slash R05. Again, gspn.tv forward slash R05. In fact, if you go to those, those will take you to BNH Photo. There are a lot of other digital audio recorders out there. I encourage you to stay away from the voice recorders and stick with professional grade um, digital audio recorders. But anyway, those are all the options. Well, not no, no. I already said it at the beginning. Those are just six options that are available to you with a budget of about two hundred dollars or less. And there are countless numbers of other options available as well. But anyway, I hope that helps you out in some way, Steve. Um, And I look forward to you calling back and saying that you've released your first episode online sometime soon. That would be awesome to hear. All right, next one is another question about audio equipment. And it comes in from Kelsey. Or is it about audio equipment? We'll see. Hi, good morning. Um, my name is Kelsey, and I'm calling from Seattle. And um, I am calling in regards to the podcast, Answer Man podcast. My question is, I've been doing a lot of searching online. There's a plethora of information out there, but I can't seem to find the exact info I need. My friend and I used to do improv together. We want to make a variety show podcast. It'd be about 45 minutes long. We want to do it once a week and have a couple seasons. So we would do about 12 episodes, take a couple months off, do another 12 episodes. I figured out how to do Skype, how to record Skype calls and whatnot, but what I'm trying to figure out is how to do a third call in a podcast so that my friend Nick can hear the same person. I also want to be able to play sound effects and whatnot and music and background music in the background so that he can also hear it and so that, so that I don't have to mix it in in post. How do I produce a podcast? What kind of equipment do I need? Is there any way to achieve this just through a program? Um, I'm using a PC, not a Mac. I know a lot of people use Macs. So so that's my question, and I thank you for your time. Bye. All right, Kelsey, thank you for the question. And uh, by the way, real quickly, I want to say that this was originally sent to me as an email. One of those, you know, it, it's, it's the average quick question that I get in my email inbox uh, and it's from somebody who's not looking for, you know, looking to hire me to to consult with them one on one, but was hoping that I could just give them some answers. And I said, you know, I'll tell you what, Steve, why don't you call this in on my voicemail feedback hotline and I'll try to answer this in an upcoming episode of Podcast Answer Man, because I want to be able to get this out there for everybody. And uh, th- there is no this is not a quick this is not a quick question. This is matter of fact, I'm going to try to explain this within the next uh 20 minutes or less, if that's possible. Uh, But here's the deal. First of all, I want to tell you that what I'm looking at is a hand-drawn diagram, actually two diagrams, uh, that I spent probably about 40 minutes drawing out and and, and kind of diagramming some things on an, in a, in a notebook. I scanned this image and made it a PDF document for you. So if you want to, you can follow along in audio. I'll try to explain this in a way that makes sense in audio. I'm going to go way over a lot of people's heads, although many of you are going to be like, yeah, I'm following along, no problem. If you want to and you have the ability to, you can go to gspn.tv forward slash 273 diagram. That stands for episode 273 of this podcast. So it's basically gspn.tv forward slash 273 diagram that will give you the ability to download this PDF document of exactly what I'm looking at. All right, so let's uh, do a recap here. First of all, uh, Kelsey wants to do a variety show with Nick, a friend that he used to do improv with. It's going to be a weekly show, about 45 minutes an episode. Uh, He's already figured out how to do Skype. So Skype is uh, not a problem for you, it sounds to me. Uh, just assuming from your question, I'm assuming that you figured out how to record Skype audio on your computer. So I want to uh, encourage you to stretch your imagination uh, about uh, or stretch your education on recording Skype calls to actually recording them in hardware and using something called a mixer mix minus, uh, especially with all the other things that you want to do. Now, if I'm understanding, Kelsey, your question here, you said, how can I do a third call, you know, have a third caller in a podcast so that my co-host Nick can either have, can also hear 
the third caller. And the third caller, I assume, could hear Nick. And also, you mentioned that you want to be able to play sound clips during these calls. And I assume so that both callers can hear the sound clips that are getting uh, that are get, being played and that all of this is getting recorded. Now, you said that you're using a PC and not a Mac, and I just want to set this straight. I'm a total Mac snob, but honestly, there's it doesn't as a podcaster, it doesn't matter, especially as an audio podcaster, it doesn't matter if you're using PC or Mac. Either one will work perfectly. Um, you know, so so that's not even a, a an issue. Now, one of the questions, let's see here. One of the questions that you asked is, oh, okay, I'm looking down here, possible solutions, because I had taken some time to actually diagram out what my answers are going to be to, and I just need to make sure that I don't, oh, yeah. One of the questions you asked, is there a way to use do all of this just using software, recording it into your computer, you know, basically playing, you know, having your computer record while it's also simultaneously playing audio clips while it's connected to Skype and also is bringing in a third, you know, caller uh, or a, yeah, a third person or a second caller or a guest into your show. Is it possible for one software package to do all of those things? The answer to your question is yes. Yeah, there, there have been many different uh, software packages out there who have tried to do virtually inside the computer what a, a physical mixer will do for you. Now, I am not going to spend any time telling you how to find that software or anything like that. I strongly advise against it if you are adamant that you must record all of this stuff that you're talking about into software Continue to search. You'll find some things out there. Just names off the top. I mean, uh, Virtual Cables, uh, Audio Hijack Pro. Um, the the software. I mean, yeah, here's the deal. I think I think you're just caught, you're going to be looking for some big issues coming your way. Uh, ground floor noise, static, hissing, all of this other stuff. Audio levels are going to be atrocious between all the different sources of audio. Uh, and not to mention the fact that your your software is going to crash. And even if you were a Mac user, I would tell you, your software is going to crash. Eventually, eventually, you'll lose it all. All right? Uh, during one of those great episodes, the, the best episode you ever recorded probably would be the one you, that you'll lose. All right? So is there a way to do it all in software? The answer is yes. I highly recommend against it. All right, so you asked, what hardware would I need to pull this off? And so I'm going to tell you that, again, just like, you know, the last question, there are so many options out there. This is why, and you you had, even Kelsey, you had mentioned that you looked all over the internet and couldn't find specifically what you're looking for. And that's because specifically what you're looking for is unique to you. And, And if I knew more about you, I would actually advise either other different options but here's what i'm going to do not knowing what your budget is not knowing a bunch of other scenarios just going only by what you've given me i'm going to give you my recommendation of what you would need to pull this off first off you would need a mixer all right specifically you need a mixer with a minimum of one auxiliary output preferably two all right You'll need one, a mixer with at least one auxiliary output, preferably two. Now, let me explain to everyone what an auxiliary output on a mixer does. So, you, a mixer is, and this isn't so complicated. A mixer is, okay, let's just put it this way. You have a digital audio recorder, and you have a microphone. And then, then all of a sudden, you take that microphone, and you plug it into the digital audio recorder. And then you hit record, and what you speak into the microphone now goes into the digital audio recorder, right? Well, what if you want two microphones? Well, some digital audio recorders will allow for two microphones to be plugged in. I personally like the Roland R05 recorder. It has one audio input uh, for line in. And so how do we get two microphones into that same thing? We could use a little splitter cable, but let's just talk about the mixer. So what happens is a mixer is nothing more that takes more than one audio signal and mixes it together 
so that it goes down to one signal to your recorder. So I could actually have two microphones, plug in both microphones into the mixer, those are the audio sources, and the mixer takes those two audio sources and puts it out one main output to the digital audio recorder in my example. So also, what if what if I wanted to actually be able to bring in audio clips you know, something like uh, this. Hi, this is Leo Laporte of This Week in Tech, and you're listening, <laughs> you're smart, to Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the podcast answer man. So I, how am I doing that? I'm speaking into one microphone that is plugged into a mixer. I have an audio cable coming from the speaker output of my computer into my mixer, and the mixer is taking those two things and mixing them together into one main output to my digital audio recorder. So a mixer is, I mean, yeah, you pull it out of a box, you see lots of knobs and buttons and all these different things, and gosh, some of the bigger ones, I don't even, I don't even understand how they're routing the stuff around. But the most mixers, usually the 12 channels or less, they're 14 channels or less, those are pretty easy to understand once you understand the basics of what a mixer is doing. So you have a mixer, it's got multiple source, audio sources input, and it has one main output. Now, most mixers do have at least one auxiliary output. Not all of them, but most of them do. And an auxiliary output says, you know what? We're going to give you the ability to send another audio output to another device. And it's going, it's going to be able to be different than what you're sending to the recorder. So, therefore, it would be possible for me to... And, and by the way, that auxiliary output has its own row of knobs or yeah, its own row of volume controls for each channel. So in essence, what I could do if I wanted to, let's just say I wanted to send an, you know, I'm doing a live stream out to the internet and I've got this phone device over here. Let me uh, pull this up here. Okay, so I have the phone device, and I can I can take in live calls, which I can here in my studio. I can take in live calls, and what? And let's just say I'm working for a radio station. The radio station says I don't mind that you broadcast your show live on the internet via UStream, but the only thing is, is we do not want you to broadcast the telephone callers, the voice of the people calling in. Because we don't, you know, we we just don't want that to happen what, for whatever reason. And I know Leo Laporte used to have this issue with uh, the radio stations and the networks that he was with. So anyway, what would happen was I could actually send uh, my f main output of my mixer to my digital audio recorder. It gets the audio caller. It gets my voice. It gets my audio clips. It gets all of that stuff. And then what I can do is I can send another audio output from the auxiliary into my live streaming computer that then sends out to Ustream. And what I'll do is on the on the channel for my microphone, I turn that auxiliary knob up because I want the people who are hooked up on Ustream to hear from the auxiliary output. I turn that volume control up for the channel on my microphone so they can hear my voice. But then I have that I have this device over here where people can dial in and call. And that's coming in, on, let's just say, on line three on my mixer, because it is on line three of my mixer. And what I can do is I can turn the auxiliary knob down so that the people on Ustream, it's not, that, that channel coming into my mixer is not going out the auxiliary output because I have it turned down on that channel. So now I'm hearing in my headphones the voice of the caller, I'm hearing my own voice. The digital audio recorder is getting the main output, which is everything coming into the mixer, but on the auxiliary, I've cut out the audio from the caller because I'm not allowed to broadcast that. I've decided to turn that channel down and that auxiliary gives me something else. Now, what? let's just say for something crazy, I wanted somebody else uh, via Skype uh, you know, I wanted, let's just say I wanted to actually only be able to record, I wanted to have a separate recording of just the voice of the people who call in by telephone. There's no reason I would ever want this, but let's just say I do. If I had a second auxiliary output, then what I could do is I could set, I could actually have another digital audio recorder or a computer recorder or anything else. And from auxiliary output two from my mixer to that recorder, 
I would then go to the auxiliary, and by the way, if it has auxiliary output two, or two auxiliary outputs, the second output is gonna have its own row of volume knobs. So if I if on that second recorder, I only want to record the, the uh, voice of the people on the telephone, but I do not want it to get the audio clips from my computer, and I do not want it to get my voice. So I would go to the channel number one where my microphone is plugged in, and on auxiliary knob two, I would turn it down. And that would keep my audio, my voice, from going out auxiliary two to the second recorder. Now, on line three, where the telephone is coming in, I would turn auxiliary number two, knob two, up so that that voice or that audio from the telephone does go out to the second recorder. Now, let's just say on audio channel number five, I have my audio clips, you know, these little those little things coming through. I don't want that to go to the recorder. That's coming on channel five. Let's go ahead and auxiliary knob two, let's turn that all the way down. So now my recorder gets my voice, it gets the caller here, and it also gets that. But because, and, and so what's going on is now the people, if, if I, and by the way, on the, I didn't say this before, but on, auxiliary number one for channel five, the audio clips, I have that auxiliary number one turned up as well because I want the people on my live stream to hear my audio clips. So because I have this mixer, I now have the thing that takes all of these audio sources and has a main output that's going to my digital audio recorder or any recording device. I then also have auxiliary one that's actually going out to my live streaming audience that get is getting everything, but because I'm using a separate auxiliary one output, they're getting everything but the telephone callers, and I have a secondary recorder coming off of auxiliary output number two, and that recorder is just getting only the audio from the telephone device. All right, so I hope that all of that made sense. That's what these auxiliary outputs do. So the first thing, like I said, you would want, oh, sorry about that, I'm trying to get back to my notes here. So you would want a mixer with a minimum of one auxiliary output, but I would prefer having two auxiliary outputs. Another thing that you would want is a microphone. You, I, My recommendation, I don't know your budget, I prefer the Heil PR40 microphone but you could get something like a Shure SM58. There are less expensive microphones out there, lots of different options, but still, those are my two recommendations. And then, yes, you could, instead of taking the main output of the mixer and going into a digital audio recorder, you could go into a record uh, computer. I don't recommend it. There are many reasons why I don't like it. Uh, many people disagree with me. I don't care. I do what works for me, and I've done more than 3,000 podcast episodes, and it works well. So um, anyway, I recommend a digital audio recorder, and preferably the, I, right now, my recommendation is the Roland R05. You can find that at gspn.tv slash ro5. And here's another thing that you'll need to do. Based upon what you have told me, you will need a, you will need two sound cards to, for your computer. Uh, most computers only come with one sound card built in. It usually, usually, has an output uh, jack, a one-eighth inch output jack that you can plug headphones in or speakers into, or and it usually has a line in or microphone, and sometimes they have both jack, and either one will work. But anyway, you would have line in and speaker jack. Now, sometimes you have a Mac computer that only has the headphones jack, and uh, in either case, you're, you will almost always need a second sound card, which by the way is going, I recommend the Griffin iMic, and you can get that by the way at uh, gspn.tv, let me just look here, gspn.tv slash iMic, M-I-I-M-I-C, that's gspn.tv forward slash I-M-I-C, iMic, and this is, I think, they're not that expensive, and it works both on Mac and PC, so it doesn't matter which one you're using. And it just basically via USB gives you an additional audio sound card. All right. Now, here's the reason why we need a second sound card is because we want to be able to bring in both audio clips from the computer and we also want to be able to bring Skype's audio or the guest from the tele or from Skype into our recorder as well. 
All right, so here is what I'm going to do. Now, this is where if you have the PDF document, you can kind of follow along. But in option number one, we have one computer with uh, the built-in audio sound card. I'm assuming that it has both line in and a speaker output uh, and, that you, and an external USB, which is the Griffin iMic. Now, the Griffin iMic we're going to use to send out audio clips. So I use a program called SoundBite by Black Cat Systems. Uh, anyway, you can uh, find that. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll if you if you don't find it easily, then email me and I'll let you know. Cliff at podcastanswerman.com. Anyway, so Black Cat Systems. I go into my Soundbite preferences, and uh, I'm sure that they have this on the PC side as well. And then you go sound output device and then change that over to your Griffin iMic. All right. So and then bring that into it doesn't matter what channel it is as long as it's a channel. Let's just assume that that's going into uh, on my mixer. It's coming. My audio clips come into channel 11 slash 12. All right. So that's what I'm going to tell you here. So I'm going to bring it in 11 slash 12. And then I want to bring Skype up and I want make want to make sure that Skype is using the internal sound card. All right. So I wanted to use the built-in line in for my microphone and I wanted to use the built-in speaker jack or a speaker output for the audio from the caller on Skype. And I want to bring that in on my mixer and I bring it for me it's coming in line 1314. All right. So that I have all of this audio coming in. I have Skype. By the way, both of those cables are coming from the same computer. One Skype is sending its audio out one of the cables, and, and that's through the built-in output of the sound card. And the uh, USB iMic, that is actually the software that you're using for your sound clips, is sending the audio out to another cable out of your computer. Those are coming into your mixer. Now, here's the situation. The You have, let's just assume that you only have one auxiliary output. Now, I've labeled mine that we're using auxiliary two. It doesn't matter if it's one or two. But in this diagram, what you need is a cable that goes from the auxiliary output of your mixer into the line in of your built-in card uh, on your computer. And by the way, the cable I think I generally use, it's called a CMP101 or CMP159, let me just check. So if I go to gspn.tv forward slash CMP159, let me make sure that it is a one quarter inch T, no, that is not right. Uh, Let's do CMP105, gspn.tv slash CMP105. One zero five. I think I'm almost positive that's it then. Yes. So that has a one quarter inch mono or TS on one side and it has a one eighth inch TRS or stereo on the other side. And so what that's going to do is that you're going to plug the one quarter inch of the CMP one zero five cable into the auxiliary output and the one eighth inch goes into the line in input. All right. You've got your digital audio recorder. And your digital audio recorder, you're going to use gspn.tv forward slash CMP210. And let me just make sure that's right. gspn.tv slash CMP, CMP, CMP210. No, CMR210. Glad I'm checking these. So it's a gspn.tv forward slash CMR210. And that cable is going to go from the tape out of your mixer into your line in of your digital recorder. And then you'll see your aux knobs. Now, here's the thing. The auxiliary knob for your, uh, let's, if you're, your whatever output that you're sending to Skype, that one for the audio clips coming in from the USB sound card, the iMic, that needs to be turned up. That auxiliary channel needs to be turned up so that the audio will go out auxiliary output to the computer now the the channel that you've got your skype audio coming in on that audio needs to be turned down all right so that that audio does not go out that output you don't want the people on skype to hear their own voice back so this is a going this now is going to allow you to use the same computer 
to send audio out of the computer via the external USB and then back into the computer using the auxiliary out because we have that that iMic sound clip auxiliary knob turned up, but we're going to keep the people from Skype hearing themselves back in an echo by turning that auxiliary channel down. This is all laid out in this diagram, and I know this is way complicated and stuff like this, and this, my friends, is why this is not a quick answer. Uh, this Typically, I do all of this with um, uh, GoToMeeting, and I show you with diagrams, and I'm walking you through. I'm confirming that you're understanding everything, um, and and so, yeah, there's a lot involved. So you want, now that's, that's one caller on Skype, that's audio clips, and that's going into the recorder. No problem at all. So now you want to bring in a second caller. Now here's where you can do this. Number one, you can bring in a separate caller by just using the Skype conference calling functionality. Probably that's what I'm going to recommend that you do. Uh, Now if that second guest is coming in via Skype, uh, you could have an issue where one person's louder than the other. To be honest with you, this is getting way more long. This is way longer than I even wanted this to be. And it, it literally does. There, this is all unique to individual use cases. So, um, yeah. Uh, but basically, Kelsey, what I'm saying is, number one, you could use the uh, Skype conference calling feature. Another option that you could use is you could use a second computer with Skype on it. So you you could actually have Skype on, running on a laptop and everything else happening on the desktop, and then you could have a separate Skype account for the separate computer. And I used to do this, by the way. And then you could actually use that Skype account to bring in the other person. Of course, you would bring that into a different channel on the board, and you would actually do a second mix minus. And that's the whole thing with the aux knobs that we were talking about. And that, that option is diagrammed on this PDF document that I told you about as option number two. And it basically shows you the layout of how you would hook up all of those cables if you were to do it that way. All right, and then option number three is you could have one Skype computer, one, or you could have the second Skype computer, or the second, instead of having a second Skype computer, you could have a telephone interface device like the JK Audio broadcast host that I'm using to, you know, every time I do this right here, that right there, that is the telephone device that I use. You could use that, and all of that, you know, it's kind of mentioned in there that you could just replace the second computer from option number two. But anyway, that is so geeky, so super technical. And there's no way I can think of to answer a quick question like that via an email. And I, and I think I've demonstrated here, even in this podcast episode, it's very difficult. So my friends, when it comes to trying to pull all of this stuff off, it is all possible. It is. Um, it, it is really not rocket science, although I know that you know if you're not as used to this stuff as I am, I, I do know it can be super complicated and extremely overwhelming to everyone out there, but to a lot of people out there. Uh, but I just want to say that it is possible to do so much more than than you could possibly imagine, and and it works. And when you do it with hardware, and I mean, by the way, the software stuff would have been even way more complicated. Uh, but anyway, it, it all of this stuff is possible. And uh, one of the good things is, I can tell you, is that this leads me into my next thing, and I want to tell you real quickly about my next podcasting A to Z online course. As you guys know, I did a July A to Z course. It was my sixth time running the four-week session, and I had 32 students that went through the course, and I'm happy to say that uh, a majority of them actually launched their podcast before the end of the third week, if not the fourth week, and several of those who said that they just had some life issues come up during the course are still actively going through the steps and are looking to create their th- uh, their shows within the next couple of weeks. So, thirty new people, thirty two new people entering the world of podcasting. Now, if you've been putting it off for a while, I'm going to play this audio testimonial from Lourdes to give you a. I feel of how somebody feels after they've come out of a podcasting A to Z session. Lourdes, take it away. 
Hey, Cliff, this is Lourdes Wellhaven here. Listen, I really just wanted to drop you a little audio thanking you for the recent podcast A to Z course. It was absolutely amazing. You have no idea just how awesome it was. I have been listening to podcasts, all sorts of podcasts back before it was cool and back when people referred to it as internet radio, if you can believe it. And I have always wanted to launch a podcast of my own. Always, always, always. But could just never figure it out or I didn't have the time to figure it out. Life gets in the way and had purchased some equipment. None of it really worked and just got very frustrated and kind of put that goal, put that goal on the back burner. And thanks to your course, you just took all the mystery away. You made it very clear, very simple, and frankly, amazingly easy. Just just step by step showing us everything and I'm just blown away by it really I'm tickled tickled to death now the very first podcast episode that I recorded I am not sharing with anyone because it's horrible but I really just need to needed to get past the first one it just I just needed to get it done but I have recorded another episode much improved and episode two and three which for the world is one and two are actually out there live and ready for people to hear on itunes the whole thing and none of that would have been possible without you it's just it is a complete impossibility without the podcasting a to z course so you need to know you have made a goal that i have had for years and years and years possible and I thank you for that and I also wanted you to know that I truly believe that you over delivered just completely went over the top in this course being available to all of us constantly with any questions and I'm just completely blown away so thank you Cliff for helping me to reach this this long-held goal. I I don't know how else I could have done it. Now, I've got to get past the dreaded episode number seven, right? So I really am dropping you this line just to say that I did complete my commitment because it's important to me for you to know that, that I did get the first podcast episode out there and in iTunes and the whole thing. But now I'm making another commitment that I will get past the dreaded episode number seven and when I'm there, I'll let you know. Thanks again, Cliff, for everything. I certainly appreciate it. All righty. Well, thank you so much for that feedback. I tell you, that it's a blessing to be able to do what I do and have people enjoy it as much and, and appreciate it as much as they do. And, and, and I'm very blessed in that way. And I thank God every day that I, I'm able to do what I love for a living and help people to get their message out there to realize their dreams of sharing their passion with the world. Uh, My next podcasting A to Z session, I have already got it on the schedule. It's going to start. It's another four-week session, obviously. Uh, September 24th, Monday, September 24th is when it will launch. It will go all the way through October October 19th. That'll be a Friday when it ends. And uh, I, I have two people already signed up and paid for. And here's the, th- here's the deal. Uh, if you would like, you can have immediate access to all of my tutorials that are included in this A to Z course if you sign up now using promo code PAM in the, or actually discount code PAM for Podcast Answer Man. You, you'll not only get the immediate access, but you'll also save $100 off the cost of the course. So again, go to podcastinga2z.com. Again, podcastinga2z.com. Use promo code PAM. You'll get $100 off and you'll get immediate access to get a jump start, a whole month of jump start before we even start the course. Uh, you'll be prepared to ask me tons of questions uh, when the course actually kicks off. So if you want to do that, podcastinga2z.com. Use promo code or discount code PAM in the shopping cart. Looking forward to having you there. And uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I have a new segment called the Business Technology Update. And to be honest with you, 
I had no idea that I was going to spend that much time on trying to answer how to bring in two callers and audio clips where everybody can hear each other. And I'm actually even questioning, was that even worth it trying to fit it into this episode? Was it too geeky? Was it too far out? Let me know what you think. I want to know, did did you tune out during that conversation? Would you like more of that kind of stuff? Or does it is it okay to occasionally try to bring in that heavy-hitting, very geeky talk? Let me know. Go to podcastanswerman.com forward slash 273 podcastanswerman.com forward slash 273 let me know in the comments section about your thoughts about how i handled kelsey's call was it a complete waste did it help you what do you just let me know let me know that way i'll know moving forward to keep the geeky stuff out and steer people towards the a to z course in the future and uh i'll be sure to do that Well, I only have 37 seconds left. I do want to say that I am going to be in uh, Texas speaking at the Catholic New Media Conference. If you want more details about that, catholicnewmediaconference.com. And then, of course, also, if you haven't heard about it yet, we have a gspn.tv podcast answer man community cruise. You can find out more at gspn.tv slash cruise. And I want to say thank you to remarkablechatter.org for using my Bluehost affiliate sign-up. God bless you all. We'll see you next week. Until then, take everything you do to the next level.